welcome to the Mortgages, Money and More podcast. I'm Craig Skelton, Principal of CS Mortgage Solutions and CS Retirement Solutions. And my guest today is Mike Tyson. Mike is our Commercial Finance Specialist. And today we're obviously talking about commercial finance. Welcome to your first ever podcast, Mike. Thank you very much, Craig. Bit new. You sounded enthusiastic there. You did sound so enthusiastic. Yeah, of course. Are you excited to be on your first podcast? Yeah, definitely. I can imagine that we'll be uh, definitely looking at a few of these going forward with some of the things that we've got on offer. Yeah, great to be a part of it. Thank you. Good, good. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You will be uh, a regular guest on this because we're today, obviously, talking about commercial finance and going to have a quick run through the, the products and the offering and what you can actually advise on. However, we will be getting you back on. If I don't put you off this time, we'll get you back on and just delve into a little bit more detail each time about the, the, the different products that you can do. But first of all, because it's your first time on the podcast, you do have to explain to all our listeners and tell, tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. So I am um, a fairly new entrant to the market in some respects. So it's a long time between going through your authorizations and training and actually getting up and running on board. But I'm glad to be a part of it now and to have sort of everything fully set in stone uh, in the run up to Christmas was good. So we've got a, a nice fresh year ahead of us to, to make the most of this really. So it's yeah pretty exciting for myself as well even though it's uh, a little bit overwhelming i guess um, when you're new to it but it's all part of the practice and getting getting into something new isn't it definitely because i think we need to explain to people that you are also a mortgage and protection advisor and you so you are able to offer on normal residential buy to lets etc etc and the protection as well however i think just we've offered commercial finance as a firm for ever since we started but as always and we'll probably explain a little bit on the podcast that Jason and I recorded a couple of weeks ago where I just feel that it's important that people we offer everything that we can for our clients so whether that be commercial finance or protection or financial advice independent financial advice whatever you want to look at we can offer it within the company because customers buy into that they bought into our brand they trust us so I think it's important that we offer every aspect and as many products as we can so hence why you are our commercial finance specialist yeah, it's great. So there's, uh, like you say, there's a lot coming on there, isn't there, when you're starting up with it. But it's, uh, between the offering that we've kind of got on the residential already, it's useful to be able to refer over to each other. And also, when I've got inquiries in from clients, I'm in a good position to say, well, maybe we can make it fit on the residential. Maybe it's a commercial, or if not, we can point you in the right direction. So, yeah, very good. Good. First of all, I think we need to point out that, as I said, you are a commercial finance specialist and you are whole of markets and independent as well at the same time. So do you want to just have a quick explanation of what a independent whole of market commercial finance specialist, what a title, what an absolute title. It's a little bit different to like, the residential offering because the thing with this is if you think about the way the market in the UK is made up, there's about there's over 140 lenders, even more than that, I believe, actually, that I can access. Whereas on the residential, we've got a fantastic offering on there where we've got over you know 50 lenders on board that we can approach. It's a bit different because I have to do this manually. So being independent and being hollow market means I'm not under any kind of pressure to promote one lender or another. I'm always working for our clients. So Rather than going down the line that you might see if you went to the bank or someone direct, I have literally only got yourself to worry about. So anything that I can find, anything that's available on the market, and also some things that aren't, we have to go and it's more of a bespoke way we offer this, I'd say. There is no 
sorting and filtering down from a few hundred deals. It's literally right, what's out there? Let's go and speak to some lenders and find out what your best options are. It's nice to have something a bit different like that. It also means that there is a, a lot, a bit more work to do with it as well. I think that's it's a good point, and we'll talk about process a little bit further in into the podcast. But it's a very good point that it is a bespoke service that you're offering. It is sitting down with a client virtually, phone, or soon hopefully we can do face-to-face and just really get into a bit of detail with the client about what they're actually looking to do. So they say process is a little bit slower but and we'll cover that off but it is definitely more of a, a bespoke offering, definitely. Excellent. So we're going to talk about, I'm going to reel these off now, so I'm going to reel these off a, a list and then we'll just have, I'll ask you a few questions around each one. So you're offering residential and commercial investment property, bridging finance or short-term financing, development finance, asset finance, unsecured lending as well you do, which is quite unique. Big one that we are excited about and we've already got you a little bit busy on is your expat buy to lets. So I know we have quite a few listeners in the United States and the United Arab Emirates that could be interesting for them. International investment again into the UK, ground up building. So there are a few things on your offering. Is that about covered quite a lot of it there, Mike? I'd say it's definitely a good start with it, with the uh, 104 things we've just gone through there. So, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's the thing is, it's like you say, it's a very bespoke offering. The, the kind of products that we offer, they, they, they can fit under any of those or none of those as well, which is good. I mean, thinking from the real basics, if we've got like a, a small family business and they're looking at opening up another shop or they want to purchase the premises with a flat attached, you often find in the residential market that there's limitations around what is and isn't acceptable. But of course, the good thing with, with what we have there is the fact that as long as we can present this to the lender and, and make sure it makes sense to them and they can see how it's going to work, come up with an offering most of the time, which is good. And yes, although the process is a bit longer, we do also have the short term products as well. So bridging finance is one of the things that you don't see too much in the residential market, but definitely in the commercial, it's probably, I'd say, a little bit more present in my experience. Someone's uh, not necessarily agreed to purchase and a sale at the same time, but they're looking at moving or getting things into place. We have the facility that we can approach a lender and we can uh, hopefully get that put in front of them. Any kind of other financing, so the development, I could say, if we're trying to upscale a business and we've got someone approaching us who wants to buy machinery or expand a fleet or something like that. Uh, we've also got options around and the unsecured lending is quite interesting because i believe that's pretty new to the firm isn't it and also to, to the offering it's not something that you'll find with a lot of mortgage firms and whether they're with a network or whole market independent as well so it is something that's that is quite unique and quite and definitely new yeah it's, uh, it's good for us. It's the unsecured lending as well because that's probably the main thing that i'd say changes this from what you've been looking at from a traditional kind of a commercial mortgage into more of a commercial finance aspect really and um, to say that it isn't just necessarily limited to property or something like that it is the market's really wide open and essentially it's just the best thing we can do is try and make it fit with somebody and present it in a way that makes sense to someone and uh, hopefully get you the right deal excellent we did cover that didn't we really in terms of residential commercial investment property you've gone through a bit of yeah it's just buy to let us say so expat buy to let's do you want to i'm going to hand the mic over to you then now and just have a just explain a little bit about what the expat buy to let offering is really for for you now and for the firm. Yeah, I mean expat buy to lets is something that we get a lot of inquiries in, and we get a lot of introducers, estate agents that we work with. Potentially got clients who aren't necessarily based in the UK. They may have links to the UK, or they may have moved away, or they may have family here still. Um, it doesn't necessarily just mean it has to be someone from the UK um, who's no longer here. 
but we can anyone who's looking at a buy to let which obviously as we know is a pretty solid investment and the the kind of area i'm in in the north up here the the rates that you see of return for the kind of interest rates versus the the rental um, it's a massive market and we have a lot of opportunity there for, for international investment to come in. One of the best things that I can see from my point of view is the fact that we're not limited by the location of the client. So it's irrelevant in some ways whether you know you are in the US or you're in an EU country or you're in, in Dubai. We can actually offer something to you anywhere. Coming from my perspective, I, I can carry on with that as if you are in the UK essentially. Um, we do have a couple of limitations around it, just like you have to um, employ a UK solicitor for the process, but that's all pretty standard and to be expected anyway. So it's it's nice to have that opportunity open to us as well. Definitely. And is there anything else in terms of, we talked about international investment in the UK, which you've covered a little bit there. Ground, is there any other sort of products that we've missed out on covering there before we sort of, I want to have a chat about sort of typical clients. And I know it's quite would be quite difficult, but is anything... Like I say, first of all, let's just look at any other products that you've got on offer and then let's talk about typical clients. Yeah, of course. There's a whole range of other specialist markets that we can tap into. So one of the difficult markets that is often hard to get a finance in or you're limited with your options is somewhere like charity or the, the non-profits. Um, so we're not just approaching this as well from like a for-profit. We've also got options there where we've got all of the specialist ones. A lot of people who are either in the, the leisure industry or might be in, the, let's say, the health and fitness industries could traditionally struggle with some of the limitations especially you know what we've seen in the past year with lockdowns and the restrictions of what we can and can't be doing but the good thing is that we we actually have access to all of these markets as well as the agricultural markets as well so about the only thing i've not probably come across so far is someone in the fishing industry but other than that we are wide open so it's difficult to to definitely close it off and to just say oh this is the six things we do now you are quite close to, uh, well, being in Gateshead, so we need to explain that Mike's in Gateshead, so up in the northeast. So you are quite close to water, but I'm not fishing industry up there, not really. Probably more down in sort of your natural habitat, which is uh, yeah, from sort of yeah. Lincolnshire. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, Grimsby exactly. was the biggest port in the world for, for quite some time. There's a little bit more going back to my roots down on, on that side of things, I'd say. It's definitely more to do with the, the sort of residential property up here and maybe some of the tourism industry that we see as opposed to some of those traditional ones, yeah. Definitely. So I knew we'd get back to your roots in terms of Grimsby and Lincolnshire and down there, so I knew I'd get that in eventually. So yeah, because people are listening going, Mike's not got a Gateshead accent whatsoever. We'll get, Frank, we'll get Frank on for that one next time. He has got a proper tune accent, hasn't he? So we'll get yeah, on for that. Yeah, to be fair, if, anyone, if any of the listeners actually manage to place where I'm from, because it's not it's not actually Grimsby itself, I'd be quite surprised. It's a little bit of a competition you could run there. Exactly, yeah. Guess where Mike is from. I think yeah. that's the that's the next thing. We'll get a poll running on our Facebook or our some sort of social media to find it. Guess where Mike's from. That's going to be the next uh, hot topic. So people, at least people are going to be listening now and trying to pinpoint your accent, which is going to be good. I get all the time with me because people struggle with my accent as well. And I live now in sort of Teesside and everybody thinks I'm from Manchester. They are from Teesside. So my friends in Teesside all sort of say, you must be from Manchester, but no, I saw, again, people struggle with where I'm from. So we're doing quite well on a, a duo front now, mate, to be fair. So if people get both of us right, then I think they'd be very, they'd be stalkers more than anything else. I think we've put my roots down here, but though it's uh, pretty inevitable that there, there may be a bit of a, a tune twang uh, eventually entering the vocab, so. 
Exactly, exactly. Especially when you can get out there into the into the workplace, shall we say, or in terms of a face to face environment. So I'm sure you're going to pick something like that up soon, pretty soon. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's another issue with that as well, because obviously with everyone being closed at the minute, it's difficult to get things moving in some respects, isn't it? We see it across all all of what we do, and it's relevant on this offering as well, because say some of the areas that have been affected in the past year. They've not been able to to touch any of these offerings. I'm pretty hopeful that this year's got some big things and uh, I can't wait to actually get around to meeting all the team and to meeting all of our clients and the agents in the area as well. No, definitely. I think you're absolutely right. I think it's quite funny really that in a time of need, when people need are possibly needing finance and commercial finance and looking at various things and but there's no there's nobody getting out there into the marketplace and actually having those face-to-face points because things are closed who knows this is recorded generally about a week in advance so we are still in lockdown three so who knows what where the world will be in once more vaccinations have been rolled out but i don't think anything's going to change over the next few weeks certainly not anyway certainly not so in terms of i know this is going to be really difficult for you to sort of pinpoint this but what do you have a typical client? Is that an easy question to answer? Or I think one of the key points with this is that for something like commercial finance, you, you might be thinking a big business and you might be thinking, oh, we need a certain amount of employees to, to get a loan or we need a certain amount of employees to fund this project or something. And that's not necessarily the case. So most of the inquiries I deal with are actually small businesses. So we're talking single figure employees or, or maybe the low sort of double digits. Um, it's not necessarily a market that's that's got a lot of barriers to entry and it's not something that people are always going to get turned away from unless they've got like a 50 million sat in the bank or anything like that. With it being taken on a case-by-case basis, it's, there's pretty much something there for everyone. And of course, even like looking at the expat and the buy-to-let market there, if you're just a single sort of worker abroad and you want to buy a place up here and, and rent that out, there is options there as well for you and the way it works is we you know i'll approach i'll approach some of the lenders find out what the best options are for you at the minute and, and go from there yes well we do have the facility that we can go to hopefully the mainstream lenders at the cheapest rates for for the massive deals we've also got something there for the smaller businesses and for for the actual sole traders as well that's fantastic because i think then like you're saying you've got something for everybody and it's not just as I, I always sort of say it's about giving clients options i think that's the biggest thing so even whether you're a large firm small medium what you do is you're just giving firms that the options and the different things that they can do for them to be able to make that informed decision i think that, and that's important for us as a firm that our customers do have options and are fully informed and just part and being involved with the process really yeah, absolutely. That's one of the key things that's been Holland Market is that if there's a, we see on the residential side of things, if there's something that we've not got, we can go out of way and try and make it happen or, or find something that's definitely equivalent. But we, there's absolutely no restrictions as well on the commercial side of things. It's anyone who's willing to take a risk essentially on, on any kind of any type of loan or investment within the UK, we're, we're able to get hold of. Excellent. So let's look at, so we've talked about the sort of quick whistle stop tour and the types of products examples in terms of your typical clients and people that are looking at commercial finance which is pretty much everybody as you've said so what process let's talk about what's the process for um, i own a firm or out there and i'm thinking in terms of i want to talk about commercial finance and i need to talk someday and talk to you as a specialist what is the process that they would follow pretty much from start to finish because i think it's important that people understand 
what the process is and timescales as well, which I know is going to be difficult with regards to timescales. So you could talk about typical timescales and obviously as well whether that's impacted, been in to impacted by the COVID uh, lockdown at this moment in time. Sorry, Mark, I've thrown loads of things at you there. So process, timescales. Yeah, if I miss anything, just uh, bring me back around to it. But the process is always going to start with someone deciding that they've got a need to raise some kind of external finance. They've found a reason or they've found something that they, they think it's worth them, them going down. And then that thinking process. So most people would tend to, they've already got the bank accounts a bit, so they tend to look at what the banks are offering. The good thing is with what I can do is I can also go to your banks for you as well. I can actually go through to someone's bank and you know negotiate on your behalf, similar to the way that we work things in the firm across the market, really. We're always in there for the actual client themselves, rather than representing one or, or another, essentially. But that's a massive, from a client's point of view, you're going to, like I bank with Barclays or whoever that might be and as a business so you can also look at so you're going to go into the whole marketplace to look at the best finance option like again option for me but you're also going to look at my bank that i would naturally because that's just how it works would naturally start approach those anyway but you can do that for me and get involved with all that which then again as a business owner at a stressful time when i'm probably looking at how i can raise some funds you're going to take that sort of stress away really yeah absolutely it's one of the things people are going to probably stop with the first bank and then they might do a quick Google search afterwards. We've got access to peer lending and, and things as diverse as that. Our first stop's always going to be to try and get you the best rate. So it's always going to be going to the mainstream lenders and, and who you're necessarily with already. But the good thing is we do charge fees. So I'm not trying to, we're not under any sort of influence to, to, to go with any particular lender or another. We're working for yourself in the process to get you the best option and to get you the, the best deal going forward. And of course, we'll manage the whole process from start to finish. If you don't want to spend all your time dealing with that bank or you don't want to go through and, and look at 140 lenders yourself, that's not a problem. That's why you might want to go through the broker or you might want to get somebody on your side of things as well. So just to bring that back around again to how it works. So I say, I know, sorry. Yes, no, no, that no, was my fault because I knew this is the problem with this because I do go off on a tangent all the time. And yeah, so well done for getting back into the structure and getting back in about process. The main thing is that we always look at being the fastest on reply and we always want to get straight into We want to get your attention straight away. We want to look after you. We want to make sure that you're getting the, the right idea from us. It's, it's the same as we work across all of our referrals, all of our uh, offerings on the residential and commercial side of things. So I tend to get you know a bit of information in, like someone's contacted us or sent me an email or given us a quick ring. And first thing is to just get a bit of a basic overview. So just a bit of information. What is it you're after? What have you looked at so far? How are you planning on pay for it? And what kind of product is it that you want? What are your expectations for it? And then this is where the process, I'll go through the next bit pretty quickly. So my next bit is to go and get some ideas. So I'll I'll get the information relevant. It's not necessarily as in detail as you might think for a big commercial fact find. So it's not like, I'm not asking at this stage for years of accounts. I'm not asking for proof of this and proof of that. Um, It is literally just uh, a bit of an overview of what is it you're looking for and how how do you want to make it happen and and what's the plan for it, essentially. We take that and then I'll go and approach a few lenders that I think are the best fit for it. I say we are a whole market, but the thing is, of course, we work quite regularly with a lot of different firms. So we know already, let's say, four or five of your best options. and, And then what we'll do is have a brief chat with them, see if they're likely to enter into the terms obviously it's all subject to this and subject to everything but just just a basic human to human is what we like to try and do i'll speak to one of the representatives of the bank and put the case before them and then see what they come back with and then 
we put those options in front of you. So we'll come back and say, look, I think this is what your best plan is of achieving. Does this sound about right for what you want to do? And, and if so, let's talk about the whole process that we've got to do and some of the sort of like the terms that we have to enter into, essentially, which is our terms of business and the next bit, really. The inquiry is definitely the most important bit because we genuinely know from a first chat whether we're going to be in a position to help you and also with what kind of indicative rates you're going to be getting. So it does save a lot of effort of trying to go and figure out all of this within each individual lending stuff. We operate in a separate manner to, to how it works in the residential market. So the very strict terms that we operate on. And, and whilst we are, you are still covered by like the FOSS and the FSCS, I'll give me a word sound. Yeah, when we've got the, the basic information in front of us with regards to the price and what you're going to be looking at, we, we, then, we then go through the application process and much of the residential. So we then go through the whole issue the terms of business and um, this is what we need from you this is what you need from us and um, this is the fees that are going to be involved and this is when they'll be payable how they work etc and then after that it's time for submission so it's, it's time to get things on the table and to get that out there and get the process started and the ball rolling essentially one of the things that we do struggle a little bit with it's not necessarily in every case but ever since covid hit and people have been restricted to working from home or they've slightly they've had reduced amounts of people in call centers and underwriting teams and the rest of it things are definitely taking a bit longer to get done so we were looking at the start of last year uh, an average turnaround time of around about four months what we've actually seen now is finishing off last year is that it's is more like around about the six months to seven months mark that is the whole process from mean from you inquiring into me until that money's in your bank for some of the, the bigger purchases that's not to say that's going to be the case for everyone if we've got an expat who's just after a buy to let and they're putting down a 50 percent deposit there's no reason it can't move just as fast as it would in the residential market that's fine and we do of course have access to those short-term products as well so for any kind of short-term unsecured lending or financing or bridging they're all on offer as well um, but you do tend to find that with some of these meteor cases, obviously, they take a bit more looking at and they take a little bit more of the underwriter's time and they take a bit more of the lender's time as well. So that is reflected in our turnaround times as well. Okay. And I think that, no, that's a, it's a good point because whether people understand that or not, that the residential market is taking a lot longer. We've got cases now that's been in the pipeline for six, nine months that are still just taking time for various reasons. So it's obviously going to have some effect with the commercial market as well in terms of the turnaround times. But I think if you're, as always, upfront with the clients from the start and explaining that this is going to be looking about six months, then that's given a realistic expectation. You can get quicker. Like you said, there are products out there that you can move quicker with. But generally speaking, six months is giving them, especially that you've been through such a, a bespoke process as well with them and a bit more of a, it's not just a computer says no, is it? Then you're not sat in front of your, your laptop tapping away and then all of a sudden you get a tick or a cross. It's a little bit more complicated than that. So is, these things are going to take a little bit more time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay, and in terms of you're still offering clients, at the minute you can't really, face-to-face is not really the, the done thing to do, but in terms of, your appointments you're still offering telephone virtual as well as you always have done so clients can still start the process now even while we're in this sort of third lockdown as we currently are so that's still the market is fully open and uh, continuing as it was yeah absolutely so it's hopefully we're returning to a bit more of a face-to-face option if clients want to but i suppose one of the good things of this is the fact that because it is necessarily offered on an international scale and a country-wide scale we're not restricted by the geographical limitations of just seeing people face to face. So there's pros and cons with it. I'm definitely looking forward to getting out there with people again and going around, you know, a few places and trying to make 
make these things come true for people. But it's, yeah, it's not to say that the things aren't still in process. I know things are a little bit delayed. The best time to start a six-month process is six months ago, really, isn't it? So, yeah, we want to start on it as soon as, sooner rather than later, definitely. Absolutely. Mike, is there anything else that you want to add overall in terms of commercial finance that we think we've missed? No, I am absolutely certain that we'll be revisiting this quite soon with some of the more specialist offerings and with some of the some of the other things that we can offer. But I just think it's a brilliant thing that we've got this now. We've got this available and we've got somebody in the firm. So we can, at this rate, we'll be dealing with everything by the end of the year, won't we? Rather than just a few separate things. That is the plan. That is the yeah. plan. Mike, see, your first podcast wasn't that bad after all. You was um, great, mate. Thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. As you said, we definitely need to get you back and get into more detail with some of these products. So your invite will be extended pretty soon. So don't worry about that. Um, thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone who's subscribed and listened so far. Next time, my guest is Matt, and we're explaining how you can buy your new home before you sell your existing one. Thank you very much.